Hi, hello there. Hello, Matt. First part out, but let me start with this intro then. All right, this is Generation Elect, the only politics planet. Sorry, the only politics. Let me redo that. So, hello, everybody. Welcome to Generation Elect, the only politics podcast on the planet run by kids. In our first episode, me, Henry Reichman, and Matt Collins, who's with me talking about politics, we're going to, we're going to be reviewing all the big midterm races that happened a while ago casting our reflections on them, talking about what's next for Democrats and Republicans now that the Democrats control the House and the Republicans control the Senate. So how are you, Matt? Good. Great. Great to hear. So what were your overall impressions of the midterms that happened a couple weeks ago? I am excited for the new House results, and I'm interested to see how the current... uh, government will react to to the Democrats taking the House. I am a little disappointed in some races that came down to the wire. Such as the Bill Nelson, Rick Scott one, you know? Yes. Yeah, that was definitely one of them that was really close. And if we took that, we'd be in a better position, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, but it's interesting what you did say about how the government's going to function now that, you know, it's not all Republicans who control everything. So um, we're going to see a lot of conflict, I'm sure. Democrats will be able to, you know, veto, have a check on Trump's power. And I think that'll be interesting to see how he reacts to that. Yes. But, um, yeah, I mean, some of these midterm races were very fascinating and really went down to the closest uh, margin as possible. One of them I'd like to talk about is the Bill Nelson, Rick Scott one. So Rick Scott wins. Did you expect that to happen? Sadly. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Dis- disclaimer, we are both Democrats. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, I'm more of a centrist. Right? You're more of a centrist? Yeah. yeah. But you were rooting for Bill Nelson in this race? Yes, I was wanting the Democrats to win. Yeah, I feel like with the Bill Nelson, Rick Scott race, you had a Rick Scott, you know, was the governor of Florida before he uh, ran for Senate. So there was uh, we always see in elections incumbents doing well. And of course, here the incumbent lost. But I guess Bill Nelson didn't have the same. He didn't have the same incumbent effect because the person he was running. I'm looking at stats right now. Rick Scott won by 0.1 percent. Yeah, they went. Did they go to a recount? Did they recount? I think there was a recount. Was not there? Yeah. Yeah. They're still it was, recounting. Really. It was really close, but you know well, now um, now it's uh, and that coupled with uh, DeSantis's win yeah. in Florida, you know, over Andrew Gillum, I think Florida is a completely red state now with Rubio, <laughs> DeSantis, and Scott. It was close. It was close. But yeah, I mean. What do you think this means for uh, Democrats campaigning in Florida in 2020? Is this a big setback, losing all these seats there? I feel like, I mean, we all know Florida is that one state that Florida man does this, Florida man. (laughs) And and it feels like nothing is going to get done on top of that. Yeah, Florida is definitely really weird in the way it does elections. I mean... The two elections there were decided by the thinnest of margin margins. Yeah, you could make claims that Gillum 
who ran for governor in Florida, and Nelson, who ran for Senate against Rick Scott, maybe should have had an edge oh, I, there. I was seeing so. I was seeing apparently like tons upon tons of voting machines were broken, breaking, and then yeah. when they went to the backups, the backups started breaking. I think, um, well, obviously Republicans like Rick Scott don't want don't want that many votes, and we'll get to this later in the Georgia election, but. Voter suppression definitely existed in places oh, in the yeah. South. I mean, we saw voting machines being left in uh, the closets at certain voting stations, you know, trying to get like more lines so people would give up voting. And that played a big part, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I honestly, myself, one, like it was around two weeks before the election, I was looking at it and I was extremely suspicious. Was it because of because uh, Brian Kemp was yeah. the Secretary of State, and it was very confusing when people started talking about oh, there's a possibility he might that he controls the who gets the voting um, ballots, and then he might not properly distribute it. Well, yeah, I mean, the job of the Secretary of State in Georgia, we're getting into the Stacey Abrams, Brian Kemp race, was, you know, to run the election. And I don't think it was really fair for the person running in the election to also run the election. Though, I'm not going to say it was done by the beginning. Even if he did do, there was voting fraud and voter suppression, it feels like it may have been too big of a margin that it would have made that big of a difference. It was a really small margin in Georgia, though. I mean, 50, I think, yeah, it was that it was that little. I feel like any other way you put it, yeah. I feel like it was so close that you could make an argument that that bit of voter suppression, if it did exist, definitely had an impact and maybe affected the result. So Florida and Georgia didn't go the way Democrats wanted, right? I heard yeah, I heard this funny thing. Voters yeah. weren't going out to vote because Beyonce or no Oprah was going Oprah out. Well, Oprah was trying to encourage people going house to house for people to vote. And yeah, I think Oprah did a lot of good for Stacey Abrams in that state. But why would I? No, but think about it. I wouldn't leave my house if it. If Oprah was coming to my house, I would stay home. Forget voting. Yeah. Oprah's coming. <laughs> that is funny. But, um, yeah, so Florida and Georgia, very, very margin-thin margin states that could have gone either way, but they went in the way of the Republicans. But another state that did go in the way of the Republicans in a key Senate race was uh, Texas, Beto O'Rourke yeah, that, against Ted Cruz. That was almost like a dark horse victory there. I I did not see that coming. Then well, again, you know, yeah. In the last election, Ted Cruz didn't even have an opponent. I feel like it was a uh, we we we've known for a while that, they've, that there's been a blue wave in Texas. I think this in was the, the year where Yeah, this was the year where it really uh became prominent. I mean, like I'm saying this is my Beto Rook t-shirt on right now. But um I mean, like, I thought that Ted Cruz would blow away Beto having all that publicity, but 
it was 51% of the vote was in, I remember, and Beto O'Rourke was winning, and we were thinking, could he pull this off? And in the end, yeah. I have a question for you. You know how um, the the bomb threats that were being sent to everybody, what do you think would have happened if that... those actually came into effect in this case and um, say they actually got the people because there was um, two, two attempts on wait no I'm starting to confusing myself there's it was been a, a lot of threats lately there was a poison letter to Ted to Cruz Republicans right? and, yeah, yeah. Ted Cruz. and then the bombs were to Democrats I got, I got yeah the bombs were to Democrats but imagine but... that that poison letter actually got the tech crews. What do you think would happen there? Oh, I mean, that that definitely shook up the election without, I mean, gladly all these, uh, all these were intercepted before they happened, but it would have definitely shaken up the election even more in a very controversial, tight election that yeah. I think Ted Cruz underachieved in. Nobody in the Ted Cruz, and, and they won yeah. re-election, but I, I don't think anyone in the Ted Cruz campaign is happy. I would not. Because they showed a lot of vulnerability. And for and for Beto O'Rourke, I think this is a it's not a victory, of course, but there well, are not so victory, many positives. Yes, and then I think, we're seeing that I was once a resident of Texas myself, and now were, we're yeah. seeing now we're seeing a a rise in Democrats there. The last time an ere- uh, election was that close in Texas was around fifty years ago. It's crazy. And I mean, Texas was solid blue 50 years ago. So to think what Democrats have done, built a big infrastructure there, set up a great candidate in Beto O'Rourke. I mean, he was probably the best candidate that Democrats could have put out in any state. And I feel like if he did, I'm, there are rumors that he run, that he will run for president in 2020. I don't know if he's interested in that, but if he did run, I think he would win. There's a lot of interesting stuff for 2020. There's a lot of rumors and we'll get I've... to them throughout this podcast yeah and all this podcast series yeah yeah uh but go on yeah okay so yeah so Beto O'Rourke was was fascinating there and um one of the more interesting races in that state were there any other races house or senate that caught your eye in America these midterm elections oh I was interested in what was it I think it was in for a while, I don't know which election it was, but I was watching and I was pleasantly surprised. It was like, oh, girl... it was um, did Kirsten Sin- Kirsten Cinema won in Arizona? That was interesting. That was good to see a Democrat take Jeff Flake's seat there. <laughs> I mean, that I feel like if she, if she had lost that, then a Democrats still, would be in more trouble than they are now. I still hate and I still miss McCain. I want him. Back. Sorry. John McCain. I want him back. Yeah, he was a he was a great guy, and I'm yeah. But you know, there will be another Arizona election 2020. Yeah. So a lot of stuff happening there. But you know, Kirsten Sinema won there. That's one of the two Senate seats we took. The second one being Jackie Rosen in Nevada. I don't know if you paid any attention to that one, but that was that was good. She took it from an incumbent Republican and Dean Heller and. If not for Jackie Rosen and Kirsten Cinema, both young women who really are uh, very progressive, who went in, I feel like uh, not for them, Democrats yeah, would be in a whole like, lot more there's trouble. There's a lot more progressive Democrats um, now coming out, and it feels like the Republicans are only becoming more conservative. Yeah, I mean, you look at all of these Republicans; they're um, 
they're all like drain the swamp (laughs) yeah they don't have a message i don't think they're just trying to keep as much power as they can while the democrats have a clear they have a clear goal they have a clear intent and they ran their races very well on that it was more like damage control for the republicans than uh Dems. It almost felt like it, it was going to happen either way. Yeah, I mean, there is a definitely a progressive agenda going back, going in the Democrats, and there's a regressive agenda in the Republicans. And you just feel it in candidates who are like, I think Alexandria, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, right? Uh, I don't pay attention to uh, She's Canadian the... politics. Oh no no no! That's a oh. that's New York politics. Oh, she you was said, the young. You mentioned Canada and not got. Oh sorry, did I? Yeah, well yeah. she's um she's twenty eight and she was the youngest uh, congresswoman elected ever. Oh yeah, so, I yeah. remember that former teacher. Yeah, uh, so in she, New York. Yeah. Yeah, she's twenty. She, I, I think she represents the agenda of the Democrats, which is like get younger, get more diverse, run campaigns oh, with yeah. a message. So many firsts were happening. So many what? First. Yeah, yeah. A lot of firsts. First uh, Muslim woman, I think. Oh, there Congresswoman. Were there were two. There were two, yeah. Uh, I saw on the Daily Show Trevor Noah. She was on. Yeah. Ilhan Omar. That was a great Point interview. On, uh, yeah, she's great. Daily Show. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> Trevor Noah is so funny. You, have you read his yeah. book? I have not it's read a, his book. It's another biography. Pretty good. It's really interesting about. But yeah, back to back to the topic. And um a lot of firsts. All the firsts are for Democrats. I think we can all agree with that. I, yeah. I don't remember a Republican candidate ever uh, breaking through really like that. So in the end, would the House take over hey, too? At, I least, think... at least we got one Republican woman. One. And we got one, one. with one with an, one man with an eye patch. Yeah, he was on a SNL, Dan, Dan Crenshaw. That he seems like a good guy. I can like him. But, you know, who's the one Republican woman? I'm trying to think. Uh, I forgot her name. But I see... No, tomorrow, I'm, you listeners who might be listening to this in the near future might already know the results of this since this is... We're recording this on a Monday and Tuesday is the election. But tomorrow is the Mississippi special Senate yeah, election. Um, and it went to a runoff. So, yeah, that's a Cindy Hyde-Smith, the Republican, against Mike Espy, the Democrat. Let's uh, let's see how that turns out, because Democrats can make it a fifty-two forty-eight, and if they lose it, it's fifty-three forty-seven. It should be interesting. Now, who do you think is going to run in twenty twenty? Oh well, that's a topic I'm sure we'll cover many times throughout the series. But um, if I had to pick a candidate right now, I mean, uh, we talk. Yeah, okay, well, we've talked about this progressive agenda for the Democrats. And that makes me think that people like Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, who have run in the past, very old, very experienced, like Elizabeth I'm, Warren. I'm not sure that they're gonna. They're very. They're very old. They're not the. They're not the progressive they're type. I don't the think track. they're gonna run. Well, then again, we have Bernie. Bernie Sanders might. I mean, he won re-election really easily in his state. Yeah, and. <laughs> I'm sure he'll continue to be active in the it political feels, game. It almost feels he won it too easily, considering he wasn't sponsored by Democrats or Republicans. Democrats have kind of abandoned him after he tried to, you know, run against Hillary. Yeah. But you know what amazes me? It's like they called like Bernie Sanders to win with like one percent of the vote in, 
Did you did you see that on election night? Like all these races, like Gillibrand oh, yeah, here yeah. in New York. He, he it's like, like they have. He was like it's the like they have, first race to be called in. Yeah, it's like, and they have like one percent of the vote in, and they still call it. I wonder how they're that confident, but you know. Oh, it's Bernie. Why would he lose? It's, yeah, I, there's always a chance, but like I'm surprised oh, that Bernie. they call it that early. Bernie, <laughs> there's no chance. Bernie's gonna win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he'll be an active fig- figure in politics. I'm looking toward if we go back to the 2020 subject where probably soon candidates will start announcing um, their intent to run. I'm looking at someone like uh, Kamala Harris, very young Senator of California to do it. Um, Beto O'Rourke, I think is a name that we talked about earlier. He might be interested in a run. And um, uh, Amy Klubikar, who won re-election very easily in Minnesota also too. So those are my three. Do you have any candidates in mind? Not off the top of my head that I'm thinking about it. I mean, there's a whole field of Democrats that are interested, I'm oh. sure. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Honestly, we... I've, I've been, been paying attention to uh, European politics and, I'm, and around the world, quite general. Yeah. Um, if we switch over to European politics, are you following Brexit at all? Brexit. <laughs> I have to laugh. Did you hear yeah, about no. her speech in um so uh oh my god I'm blanking on her name. Theresa May. Theresa May is yeah. announced her little speech saying that oh we're gonna do Brexit, it's gonna be a smooth exit and it won't be she no. was laughing right out she was laughed right off by the whole parliament yeah yeah i mean it's crazy to see what was happening in there i guess the the new deal is like the soft brexit that she was talking about would be like she would have um they would remain in the eu but they wouldn't have a seat on the on the council which still seems like a loss but whatever way you put it brexit is going to be a huge failure for uk do you feel the same way Yes, and I honestly, in my opinion, I don't think they're even going to go through with it because. I mean, um, how could they not? I mean, I don't know. The European Union is an absolute powerhouse when it comes to economics. Yeah. And it does not feel like they would even consider leaving. Well, you know, um, UK doesn't use the same currency as uh, they don't use the euro. So. Yes. I don't I don't feel like I don't feel like the economics part would affect them that much but whatever well, way yeah well they have a policy an economic policy and it's almost no tariffs that type of thing yeah yeah it does just so like yeah it's almost like the European Union countries coexist with each other like 100% and well, Brexit happening would like would really put a lot of cons for the year for uh, the United Kingdom in future years, you know. Yeah. Um. Then we have Poland in, being in the EU, and most uh people don't think uh in because the national slave in the EU lately. If you've been paying hmm. attention to that, I've been, I've been following some European politics. I know that Angela Merkel said she will not run again for Prime Minister of Germany. So that's that's interesting. Yes. But 
you know, it's a whole other world there. I'm not sure why anyone would want to leave the EU because that's only growing and well, becoming more they're, powerful. They're wanting to kick out Poland out of ah. the EU because of the nationalist government. They're making all these qualms and the EU is very against this and they can't invoke um, forcing them to leave because it has to be a unanimous decision. But the thing is, Hungary said mm-hmm. that they refuse to properly uh, let them vote for it. They promise to completely defend Poland in every measure. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's really interesting. And I think that we'll touch on European politics a lot because it's a lot of a lot is happening there in Western Europe and Eastern Europe completely. But back to uh, back to American politics. Let's let's wrap up for a second. So these midterm election elections were crazy. How does this affect Donald Trump? This is the last topic I think we'll brush up on. Trump? Yeah. How does this affect Trump? He acts like he won. It seems that he acts like it does not affect him and it won't that's, affect him. That's but, a facade. You know that he, you know yes, that he, yeah. Well, then again, what do we know he knows? <laughs> but this is a, Trump has reason to be scared, I'm sure, because the Democrats now can demand his tax returns. You know, they can gain some ground on the Mueller investigation now that they have the House. And it's really, for the first time in Trump's presidency, it's a threat, it's a, and it's a check on Trump. So Something he's not used fa- to. Yeah, something that he is not used to at all. And he's going to see how... He's still scared of impeachment. Yeah, I mean, that could happen any day once Robert Mueller releases that report. So, yeah, thank you for listening to Generation Elect. Um this po- this inaugural episode of this politics podcast and it's it was really interesting to talk about politics and um maybe we'll release an episode later this week about the election tomorrow in mississippi and how that affects things so i'm sure we will all be glued to t- glued to the tv screens watching that but it was great to have you on here matt yes thank you yeah thanks and uh, this is generation elect make sure to follow us on our soon-to-be instagram account and listen to us on spotify and anchor or wherever you get your podcasts. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye.